All right, next up, we got Region 2. We're going to start with Rockford, the Files, coached by Coach Future Star, number four in the country, 130 strength of schedule, 17 and one. Uh, they got those that awesome junior class of Alfred Keyes and Brown that's really solid. Akil Thorpe and Joseph Leslie, too, are the sophomores that are solid. Really, really good team. Um, going up against Manassas Bloodbath, they came through, won their conference tourney, and made the NTT for their second time in their history. Uh, they've been building a good team there, pretty balanced overall. You look at uh, Rockford, Rockford is the number one team in assists. They are the number two team in steals, number two in points, number five in true shooting percentage margin, um, number five in uh, true shooting percentage, um, number six in re- offensive rebounds, whereas Manassas is not top ten in statistically in any category. What do you think about this game, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, uh, congrats to Waylon on getting his uh, bit into the NTT. Um, and he does have a talented team. I mean, he has three uh, uh, recruiting classes that are under or somewhat near the sort of top 50 of the classes, mm-hmm. then one pretty bad class. But you run into Rockford and that 1-1 one, one class of, of Jonathan yeah. Brown and Caden Keys and uh, Darren Alfred, honestly. Like, they are just like... They have completely come into their own. Like Jonathan Brown took a huge step up this year. Um, yeah. av- he's averaging four more points per game after already being a stud. Uh, Caden Keys is averaging more, and I'm pretty sure Alfred is too. Um, no, he he actually, yeah, he's averaging more than last year, but went down from his freshman year. Um, I mean, the way that Future Star has constructed this team, their only loss is to jefferson city this year and a little bit of a spoiler i i think that that's going to be their only loss in this tournament too you know mm. um so i i just think that they're a really really good team and um Whalen just doesn't have enough firepower to really compete with that you know um i think xavier petty might have a a big game in him but i just think it's way too much coming from rockford yeah well, let's look at the next matchup, the 8-9. We got the Grand Rapids Grizzlies out of Conference 18, number 27, number 20 strength of schedule, 12-6. and six. Um, One of the 11 at-large teams coached by Jay Thomas. Uh, they, they're led by their point guard and their shooting guard, uh, Alex White and Zephaniah Crosby, going up against Louvo, the Targaryens. 17-1, um, 12-1, 37-ranked, but 249th strength of schedule. They won their conference, and they could not pull it off in the conference tournament. Pretty balanced team. Edward Valdez, the freshman, seems like um, – I mean, he's a solid he's a solid guy. You'd hope for him to get a few more rebounds than he's been getting, um, only 6.6 from the center. But, um, you know, you, you can never complain with 55.4% true shooting percentage out of your uh, 6'10 center. Um, Grand Rapids, they don't allow threes. They're number one in, in threes allowed this year, um, whereas Louisville is number one in steals. They're number one in turnovers and number nine in allowing three-pointers as well. So they're going to both try and guard the three-point line. Uh, yeah, so uh, what do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, this Jeez. Game, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for for Louisville, I really like the play of Alex Strong, um, scoring 12 and, a, 12 and a half points. Um, but going back to something you talked about in the first segment, Jimmy, um, 4.3 assists, 1.8 steals from the shooting guard position. Love that. Love um, that. That's just really great. And he's a he's a solid player. 
um, just over 50% true shooting. So obviously not their best scorer, but um, a, a really good player um, and interesting matchup there was Zephaniah Crosby. Um, so yeah, L- Louisville's not a bad team. Uh, they just have played bad teams. Um, yeah. Two and one against top 100 teams and one and one against the conference foe in Des Moines. Um, but I'm going with Grand Rapids here. Um, and I'll give you a couple of reasons. One, um, a Michigan team, so I'm going to pick them. Uh, two, they play a great schedule, man. Um, they're balanced offensively in their scoring. Um, they have multiple guys that share the ball well. Um, and looking at the looking at the recruit rankings of these two teams kind of baffles me because Louisville has consistently top 50-ish talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grand Rapids freshman and sophomore classes look really bad on paper. And I'll even give you their sophomore class. Yeah, probably is bad, but in their freshman class, they got Hayden Lockwood, who I think was a pretty big tie, um, 20 points, 12 and a half boards in high school, um, seven foot one. I mean, he's, he's a beast, averaging 2.3 blocks this year. The scoring has not been there like it was in high school, and I wonder if that's more a function of giving their upperclassmen the green light uh, over him. Um, but he's a really good player. So I do like Grand Rapids in this one, um, and I've got my eye on Hayden Lockwood, if not this year, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good when you have a players that know their role. Um, yeah. And Louisville, it's like they were undefeated until uh, mm-hmm. they were undefeated until um, yesterday, you know, and then they lose by 21, which is a little concerning, especially because they went to overtime in the semifinal game. Anyway, let's look at the next matchup. We got the um, 413 matchup. We got Banger, the Wild Ducks. Um, Number 13, 16 and 2, 140 strength of schedule out of conference six. Jimmy knows them well. You look Very at well. Lane, you look at Lane Baddorf, you look at Luke Newmeister, Ozzy Small. Um yeah, just a solid team that wins a lot, a lot of games. Going up against the Fort Wayne Wombats out of conference twenty. Um, they were one of the only they were one of only eleven teams that won both their regular season and their tournament at conference twenty. Not a great conference, but um, they did win them. So uh, Benjamin Dawson, their um, small forward, seems like him and uh, Luke Dominguez. Um, Luke's, Luke's actually a really good player. So uh, Banger is number eight in free throws attempted, whereas Fort Wayne is number one in free throws attempted and number eight in turnovers. So they get to the line a lot. They don't turn it over. Is Banger in trouble, Jimmy? Well, first of all, they are the Wild Ducks, but they're not that wild because they didn't capitalize the W or the D. I just yeah. wanted to make that clear. Um, 40. Right. Um, I I did not mean to uh, line myself up with the two Conference 6, other two Conference 6 games, by the way. Um, but the thing I always worry about for Banger uh, is just the fact that they always run small lineups. So their their lineup is six three six four two six seven guys and then a six eight guy um fort wayne is slightly bigger they have a six nine guy at small forward six seven a power forward so that's the same but then six eleven at center um however banger runs into me and i i start two seven footers um and they still beat us by six and so they somehow make it work to where you know height doesn't really height is just a number you know um and so I just you just look at who Bangers actually beat this year, and they beat some pretty legitimate teams um, in Rochester. I've heard they're pretty good. Uh, they beat Erie twice, um, another really good team. Uh, they beat Concord, so 
I, I just think that this is a really good team. And then you look at Fort Wayne, they they actually did play someone else in Conference 6, Carnegie, who had a bit of a down year at 10-8 and eight this year. Um, and they, they got beat by Carnegie by 7, a team that Banger handled, handled pretty well. Now, I know in basketball that the uh, – whatever the property is that – Transitive you know, property of basketball. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Transitive property <laughs> does not apply in basketball. However, I – I can't see much more that like differentiates these two teams outside of like common opponents. Banger handled them and Fort Wayne didn't. So yeah. I'm going to go with Banger in this one and say that the height does not prevail. <clears throat> All right, let's look at um, the next matchup, the 5-12 matchup. You got the Omaha Sea Docs phase two. Oh, man, that's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> uh, you know, John. Joshua Washington, their senior small forward, is just a really solid player. 16.8 points per game on 62% true shooting percentage. Man, I'd love to see uh, Trayvon Guerra get more shots, shooting 69.3% true shooting percentage. He had the power forward. Nice. Uh, Yeah, nice. And then they're going up against Aspen, the fourth plateau, Robo coach. Um, They got that solid senior class, um, Jose Thurman. uh, But... Nolan O'Shea um, is score, is their guy. He's scoring twenty six point six points a game. Isaiah Saxon. They feel I feel like they got some solid players throughout their starting lineup. Uh, they won their conference twenty one uh, tourney to get in the to get the at large bid. So Omaha is number one in free throws attempted, tied with Fort Wayne, and then number nine in true shooting percentage. Where whereas. Uh, Aspen is Aspen is uh, not top ten in any statistical category. What do you see in this matchup, Cheese? So the points for and points against are actually really even in this hmm. matchup. Um, Nolan O'Shea is the outlier in terms of scoring, um, and the backcourt for Aspen is going to outscore the backcourt for Omaha. But Omaha is definitely more balanced offensively. Um, I really want to pick the 512 upset here, uh, but I'm going to go with Omaha instead. And here's why um, it's Thomas Rodolfi at shooting guard for Omaha. I feel like this is becoming a theme at the shooting guard position 5.1 assists, 1.7 steals. Not a scorer. I mean, he's only shooting 49.5% true shooting, um, but he is going to go up against the best scorer on either of these teams. Um, and I think he's going to make an impact. O'Shea still might score 20, but I don't think he scores 20 on 55% shooting. Um, I think he might score 20 on, you know, 45, uh, 48. And I think that's going to be enough. It might be a close game, um, but I think Omaha gets the win. Okay. All right. Next up, we got the Scran, the Paladins, the number two seed, 17 and one out of conference three. Going up against the Dallas Wranglers out of Conference Twenty Five, um, the 15 seed, thirteen and five, they won their conference tournament as the three seed um, to sneak in and get that at large bid. Uh, Scranton, you know, you look at their team; they're solid. Man, they play great defense. Fifty-eight point eight percent. Like they're they're holding teams to forty-five percent true shooting percentage um you look up and down their um recruiting rankings and you're like how are these guys 17 and one and number five (laughs) overall but they just play great defense and uh 
everyone can kind of chip in where they need to chip in. Um, Dallas, you know, they're, they got Justin Lee, their junior shooting guard. That's their guy. Um, Jesus Pinkering, Pickering, uh, it's a solid player. So Dallas is number three in free throws attempted. So they go to the line a lot and that's all. Scranton is number four in opposing free throws attempted. So they don't foul. They six and three points attempted four in off opposing true shooting percentage, eight in steals, four in um, fouling, so they don't foul again. Uh, third in points against, and fourth in true shooting percentage margin at 11% difference. Uh, what do you see in this game, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll make it quick. I think Scranton's defense is just string. It's going to strangle the Wranglers, you know. Um, their point guard has 4.1 turnovers per game for Dallas, and Scranton, every single player on their team gets at least one point. Uh, one steals per game. And so I think that this is going to be pretty quick. I mean, Conference 25 is the second worst conference in the league right now. Um, and Dallas still uh, had to go into overtime in order to win their semifinal game against Casper, who's number 120, um, and won by two over game, number 165, Laramie. And so yeah. when they face anyone who has a significant defense, they struggle. And so I think Scranton wins this pretty easily. Yeah. Did you on purpose say Scranton's going to strangle? Oh, excellent. Excellent. So yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Scranton's going to st- strangle the Wranglers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a, there were two things there. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, man, Coach uh, Coach Ringers needs to change his name to the Scranton Stranglers. Stranglers? Like, Jeez. come on. I mean, it's just right there. You know? Yeah. It's a layup. Yeah. Seriously. Which their team does not allow very many of. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't think I like coaches who make puns with their team names. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Carbon Daily Double. I, 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 Dude, I Carbon is like, legit this year. I don't like Yeah, that's true. I don't like those guys either. <laughs> I hate them really. Yeah, okay. Nash or whatever, maple syrup. That's not her team name. Oh, good all right. point. Um All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Um, next up, we got the Plainview butt sniffers going up against the Atlanta um, Llamas. Plainview. Speaking of good team names. Right? Yeah. P- Plainview. Love it. Solid team. 30th ranked overall. 14 and 4, 121 strength of schedule. Uh, just, I mean, Ethan Shepard seems like their, <coughs> um, their main guy. You know, Atlanta's 38, 203 strength of schedule. Um, Dylan Boudet. Um, yeah, solid Did player. you mean Dylan Boudet, Boudet, Boudet? Boudet, 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 Boudet. The rocking man. Everywhere. Anyways. Um, so, uh, yeah, Atlanta is the number 18 in opposing free throws attempted. Um, the, the number two team in personal fouls. Um, the number 10 team in points against. Uh Whereas the Plainview is number two in opposing three points attempted and number three in true shooting percentage. So what do you see in this game, Cheese? I think one thing that's interesting to me is uh, the the lack of senior leadership for Plainview. And I think, tip, well, sorry, let me rephrase. The lack of seniors in the starting lineup for Plainview. You look at their recruit rankings and the talent is – in their younger classes. 
typically when we talk about the NTT, we say, you know, you want a senior point guard, you want your uh, most seasoned players on the floor in crunch time, and they're going to win you the games. Um, Plainview's approach here, I mean, obviously they've got to play their best players, but it's also interesting that they've got two seniors coming off the bench in supporting roles, um, you know, not playing a ton, but not just playing four or five minutes a game, scoring a little bit. And I just wonder if those seniors are playing a leadership role coming off the bench, even though they know they're not the best players. Whereas if you had a freshman, sophomore doing that, he might not be as accustomed to that role and might think he's the best player. Um, But it seems like these guys, Tristan Kearney and Hayden Guevara off the bench are settled into their role. They're okay saying, Hey, I'm not the star player here, um, but I'm going to cheer this team on and be a contributor um, to a winning program. I think their rank shows it, not the worst strength of schedule at all. Um, So I am going to go with playing you here, but just to speak to Atlanta um, a little bit, I mean, they their starters can really light it up. I mean, I love mm-hmm. the three headed beast and and Hassler, Boudet, and Lucero. Um, great true shooting percentages for all three of those guys. Um, you know, Hassler is really their facilitator. Um, but I love Kai Montgomery, their center, five and a half assist, uh, five and a half assists from the center position. Yeah. Doesn't score a lot. Can play a lot of defense and rebounds the heck out of the ball. So keep riding that six ten freshman. Um, going going against another six ten guy from Plainview, um, great matchup. But I do think Plainview gets it done. Yeah, cool. Next up, we got um, the three fourteen matchup. You got the New Orleans Ninjas going up against the College Station Vipers. New Orleans, led by their three headed um, guards. I guess uh, Michael <laughs> Earnhardt. I guess is more of a forward, but um, twenty sure. points a game for him and. Dukes and Sorensen both can light it up too. Play, I mean, they're a good team, 14 and four. I mean, I think three of those losses were to, or I guess, I guess two of those losses were to Miami. Um, so that's a tough matchup always. You're, you're going to always struggle with a team like Miami. That's, I mean, one of the best teams in this, uh, in this tournament. Going up against College Station, number 76, uh, Thomas Cahill seems like they're, um, guy, 21.8 points a game on 65.8% true shooting percentage. You look at New Orleans, they are number six in turnovers, number seven in points, number nine in three points attempted, and number two in uh, offensive rebounds. So they get a lot of rebounds. They get a lot of shots up. Uh, trying to make that happen. College Station <clears throat> is number seven in three points attempted, and that's the only statistical category. What do you see in this matchup? Yeah, uh, New Orleans is, I mean, both of these teams are actually constructed pretty similarly. They have pretty big three through fives. Um, They have uh, under six foot point guards. So that's kind of fun. But New Orleans is kind of like Jefferson City light. Like you think about like three pointers made during the top percentage of three pointers made and attempted and offensive rebounds. It's and and then they don't turn the ball over. So it's like um, they want to get their um, their best shots up as often as possible. Um, and they're able to get those shots up, you know, because um, they're not turning it over and they're getting more offensive rebounds. And so really love what uh, J-Dub is doing over in New Orleans. I mean, this is their 16th NTT, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Just the way he's sort of constructed that team and continued to 
compete. I'm sure he's disappointed in the freshman, but he already had two spots to um, throw those guys in NA. So um, in College Station, I mean, they, this is their fourth NTT in a row. Um, they're seventh overall. And so they've been able to make some noise. They've made the Sweet 16, I believe. No, uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. They've won their first round matchup um, all three years, these mm-hmm. past three years. Um, but I think that this is the year that they don't win it. I mean, they have pretty decent depth. They're not even starting two seniors in a 12-12 class. Yeah. Um, but I just think New Orleans with their third STD in a row, um, mm-hmm. I just think that they have too much firepower mm-hmm. and too much ability to sort of slow down uh, called station and limit the possessions that they have. Yeah. Three STDs in a row is really, that's impressive. wild. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know how they haven't just shut things down over there, but yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of teams that do well in the first round, we're going to look at Honolulu against uh, Cedar Crapids. So, I mean, I don't know if you really want to talk about this game too much just because, it's death taxes and Honolulu winning their first round. First of round. NTT, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, but we can, uh, if you want. So Justin Anderson, just a really, really solid player. Um, they come from a solid conference. They're one of the 11 teams that got an at-large bid into the NTT. Uh, but obviously, um, probably the most – the yeah, probably the – He's he's definitely the winningest like power ranking coach in the in League Thirty One history. So he's got a lot going for him. Cedar Crapids they got their um, small forward and power forward duo of McVeigh and Kirtland that put up a lot of points. Um, forty, um, almost forty, uh, almost fifty combined. So for, almost forty nine combined, forty eight point nine. Uh, so that's that's there a lot is. of points. <laughs> Yeah, Cedar Crapids is number 10 <laughs> in free throws attempted per game. Um, no other statistical category. And Honolulu is in top 10 in any statistical category. What do you see in this matchup, Cheese? Yeah, you talk about Honolulu's history. Um, but uh, what you didn't talk about for Cedar Rapids is uh, uh, Mason Legner, their shooting guard. Um, 16.8 points, um, almost 52% true shooting. Um, so kind of a, a real legit third option there um, Mm -hmm. after their forwards. Um, So I think that could cause problems. Um, I do think you look at Justin Anderson, you look at the career he's had. um, He, he put up a goose egg against Yuma one year in the NTT. We'll forget about that. Um, But uh, (laughs) super solid player, obviously. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He's a, he's a prolific talent in the league. um, And I think he's going up against, um, this guy, Xavier King, who he has, you know, a, a four inch height advantage over um, Xavier King center for Cedar Rapids spells Xavier with a Z. Um, everybody knows spelling Xavier with an X is better than spelling Xavier with a Z. Um, 100%. There is a guy on Honolulu's team um, that we recruited. He's their backup small forward. Uh, Benjamin Benvenuti um, really like this guy's play uh, contributing uh, four and a half points, one and a half, Rebounds, one and a half assists. Um, so just guys on Hollywood's team that can come in and contribute. Um, lots of bench scoring, and that's something you don't really see on Cedar Rapids team. They really rely on their two starting forwards. So going yeah. with Honolulu, keeping the streak alive. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's look at these, this uh, 
region just as a whole. Um, uh, I'm going to make my picks. So I'll, I'll take uh, Rockford over Grand Rapids, um, Banger over Aspen. Uh, I'm going to take Plainview over Scranton and Honolulu over New Orleans. Uh, Honolulu making it to the Elite Eight, uh, taking on Rockford, who beats Banger. Um, and I'm going to take Rockford to move on. <clears throat> cool. I am going to go uh, Rockford over Grand Rapids as well. Um, Omaha over Banger. Scranton over Plainview. And uh, Honolulu over New Orleans. And then uh, Rockford moving on and Scranton moving on over Honolulu. And then Rockford going to the Final Four. Uh, I'm pretty close. Rockford over Grand Rapids. I'm going to go Aspen over Banger uh, with a double uh, upset. Scranton over Plainview, New Orleans over Scranton. Then I have New Orleans in the Elite Eight against uh, Rockford, but I also have Rockford in the Final Four. Okay, hopefully we'll have a little more variety on the bottom right. half. Um, <laughs> but uh, who are some players to watch in this group? I mean, we're going to look at Justin Anderson. We're going to look at the three-headed monster in uh, Rockford, you know, mm-hmm. Jonathan Brown and Caden Keys and Al- Darian Alfred. Uh, who else? I wrote down uh, Jose May, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. great player. Michael Earnhardt, Luke Newmeister, I don't think gets enough love out of Banger. Um, their shooting guard, who's super efficient scorer. So, yeah, I agree with those guys. Hayden Lockwood, the seven foot one guy. Um, I mentioned not the primary scorer on their team, but a good guy to watch. Yeah, I also like Alex White. Um, I mean, there's just yeah, there's a lot of really solid players in this mm-hmm. group. So, um, I'm excited. Uh, Nolan O'Shea from Aspen is a, is a solid guy. It, it should be a fun group. All right, next up, we'll be back with Region 3, so stay tuned.